we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? Yeah, what you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with a very, very special episode or episodes, as we always do. It's <laughs> Housewives Herstory. We know you guys have been waiting so friggin' long for another one of these. I'm here with my regular co-host for this fantastic show that we do. I have Camille Pereira and I have Kevin O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far the worst of the intros you've ever really? done. <laughs> and that's a, that's a low bar. <laughs> no, I, I feel like I messed it up worse in the previous times. I feel like that was a smoother like entry. It's more that your energy was very eccentric. <laughs> it was, it was the very energy wet. was, was your definitely energy was very something. all over the place. In that intro. You know what? I've had, I've been hooked on that new, uh, uh, cold brew pumpkin cream drink at Starbucks. Um, so that's in my system. I may have had a little bit of wine. I'm ready to do Potomac the right way. And by the way, some spoiler alert, we're doing Potomac season two. We are. Some spoiler we know we alert. said that we were doing Miami. Uh, I'm very un- disappointed. Unfortunately, it was not our choice to not do Miami. Unfortunately, uh, Bravo or whoever owns the rights to Miami uh, lost lost the Hulu connection. And like, biggest mistake, Bravo slash whoever owns the rights to Hulu or to Miami ever made. Yeah. Honestly, whoever did this to us has a limp punish. <laughs> and that's all that they need to know. Well, don't worry. We'll we'll find a way to do it again. Yes. We'll find a way. We'll, we'll figure something out. But we did want to do Potomac because it's one of, I think, no, 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 we still haven't done Jersey. It is one of yeah. the only... Uh, seasons that current the cities that currently airs that we have not done a season mm-hmm. of. Yes. Meanwhile, we've done like five Beverly Hills. <laughs> We're like, we really need to talk about the Beverly Hills ladies. <laughs> the current seasons are so bad that we just keep like going yeah, back we to old to seasons. Go back remember, this used to be good. Um, <laughs> Beverly Hills used to be on top. Remember? I say this as somebody who so thinks good. nine was a top three season. I'm like reevaluating my claim on that one a little <laughs> okay, bit. Yeah. Um, I defended you. I liked last season. It was a good season. It would not be. F- Top three for me. But anyway, uh, you know what would be top three for me? Maybe of uh, all time, maybe not this season of Potomac. This season of Potomac is very, very good. Yes. Yeah. I think season three of Potomac would be in my top of all time. I we wanted it. to do something that was a little bit further back so mm-hmm. that we're like... We, so it is her story. Yeah, it's revisiting. <laughs> and we actually sort of lucked out because this season has a lot to say about the current season of Potomac, mm-hmm. yes. which is just wrapping up right now. We're recording this between the finale and the reunion. Guys, this season has been incredible of Potomac. Unbelievable. I agree with everyone who's been saying people are sleeping on Potomac. I used to sleep on Potomac because, you know, I just was missing it and you guys both were like, no, you need to watch Mm -hmm. it. You need to get into it. I finally did. Y'all, you need to watch this show. It is probably the best, if not one of the best franchises out there currently of the Housewives. I think with Bethany leaving New York, I think that solidifies Potomac as the number one, honestly. It just might, and it's really interesting because it has very low turnover. I know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. still the first like four seasons, but still, like, it and Dallas are both really good in that yeah. regard. They've got some really key people, and not just like personalities, but like people who are actually friends with each other, sort yep. of. Do you think Bravo has just gotten better about finding these types of women and finding these like friend groups, like more recently? Because both Potomac and Dallas are only four seasons in; they're still both fairly new. And 
I mean, it's all the older seasons that we've seen a lot of turnover on. Do you think they finally kind of figured out their recipe, which is maybe why they're now they're casting evidently Chicago again? Maybe. I mm. think it's it's I don't want know how much credit I want to give Bravo for being good at it when they continue to fail at doing so on the <laughs> other, other, on the other exactly. show. Like this OC casting has just been I mean, Bron wins this news, sorry. I I'm <gasps> I'm ready okay. to declare that I'm right so now. I'm so bored of her, to She's be honest. She's so boring. At least Gina and Emily by the reunion mm-hmm. last year were like, okay, yeah. there's something there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, wa- I walked out of last year's OC reunion being like, okay, I think this might actually work. Yes. And I think if they had kept the same cast, including, I know we don't love Vicky, but like, <laughs> I think if they had kept Vicky in after the Coke stuff with... Kelly, I think we'd be looking at a different season right now. I agree. Bronwyn was not the one to bring into this. I think that Vicky, as much as she's a mess, like, especially when you have a reunion that moment that big that isn't accusing someone of rape, you gotta just stick with that. You just gotta keep going. Because standard yeah. is so wild. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, fate, like, Portia got to stay on, but Vicky, no, you're out. Well, and not even fully out. Like, if they wanted to eliminate her completely and be like, okay, this is a new era for the show, we're bringing in multiple yeah. new housewives, we're cutting Shannon Bedore too, maybe, I know they never would do that. I'm so ready. Honestly, ready for her to go. Like, if they had made more of a dra- dr- drastic cut, I would have mm-hmm. accepted that. This friend of solution is not. It's, so it's like a slap on the wrist. It's like a, it's like a, yeah. cut, like cutting it's the a corner. De- yeah, it's a demotion. Yeah. yeah. It's literally a demotion, but yeah. Anyway, we've quickly, but we are really excited to talk about Potomac because it is probably the cream of the crop right now. And this season really was good. a very, very pro- probably up there with Beverly Hills among my favorite season twos. Yeah. Atlanta also had a really good season two. That's true. And Jersey had a really good season. And Miami too. did too. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Season two seems to be like a pretty strong one for most across the franchise. New York is honestly one of the worst. It's one of the worst. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's New York. I felt like New York. New York didn't really hit till season three. Yeah. Which of and also, I'm going to give New York. It was big, like, right in the beginning. Like, they didn't have a lot to work with. These guys have source material that they can yes. reference right. or yes. watch. Which or was even true of Beverly Hills yeah. because that came. People forget that Beverly Hills came significantly yeah. after a lot of the other yeah. like, early series. It was like fifth or sixth, right? Because it was uh, sixth. OC, sixth. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Miami was before yeah, Beverly Miami Hills. Was it was before. yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Crazy uh, to think about that. And DC was before Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So insane. Ugh, you we get, gotta do DC one. We, day. Uh, yeah. we have to. We really have to. We, I, we literally say every podcast we're like we're gonna do DC. <laughs> but DC is such like a I, it's a hidden gem, but. And I also don't know people to watch. Is you it can, on? You can get on no. Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which I because I've looked into it because I'm like, should I just watch it? I considered buying it. Mm. It's. I always mix up the name of the ones that got. Um, it's like Mikhail Salahi and Tarek. Tarek, yeah. I remember that was that was big news, and it would be very interesting to do a DC season now. Although technically, we are doing a DC season. Oh, true. That is true. Yeah. Wow. I Look just love that. that they had to go with Potomac because DC was like a cursed <laughs> name. Like it couldn't. Like, just going to move a little bit further and just. <laughs> yeah. Fun, funny enough, though, people always forget that DC was one of the only cities to feature a black housewife in a non-dominant oh, black yeah. cast. And Garcelle Beauvais, who just joined Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, will be the latest example of that. It's unbelievable. I, it's, this long. it's crazy. It, it, I want to talk about something real quick. But I know we're talking about everything real quick. <laughs> um, but uh, on the Garcelle time. news. um, 
I had a lot of people when I tweeted out, because my tweet about the news was featured in a moment, which always draws mm. the wildest, weirdest people. <laughs> a lot of people were insisting that uh, Hoise was the first black housewife on Beverly Hills. And I remember what? that being a whole deal when Brandy insinuated that she was black. Yes. Were they talking about Jax Taylor? It was not. It was No, not. she said, she said, I'm Puerto Rican, so that Puerto Rican people are black, they're native, right, they're right. this, yeah. they're that. That's not, I don't think that she was by any means saying that she was black. Right. Yeah, and I also just think, like, culturally it's a different thing to have somebody who is, like, very clearly and, like, present clearly black, presents as black, ide- identifies strongly mm-hmm. as black. In that statement that Garcelle gave, she, like, went on and on about being the first yeah. African-American housewife. She's Haitian. I think there was a lot more to that. So I get it, I get it like, that mm-hmm. race is not one thing, but I think right. that we have to see the ways in which yeah. Garcelle's casting is different. Right. So. But, yeah, I mean, Potomac was only the second city to have an all-black, still remains the only second city to have an all-black cast after... Atlanta. I mean, we don't have housewives. We have Married to Medicine, which right. is like and Married all. to Medicine, mm-hmm. LA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, ha- and that's not that's mixed. I think LA. LA is mixed. LA is mixed. But the HL, yeah. the original one, is not. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, that actually was a big point of debate recently. Lewis Peitzman, who we've mentioned a couple different times on the show, um, he tweeted a comment from one of the housewives Twitters or whatever, you know, like one of those fan mm-hmm. Twitters that was like, Potomac doesn't feel like a housewife show to me. And it's like, there's so much coded racism yes, in that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he was like, it's more like a married to medicine. It's like, cause they're black ladies. Like, that's what you think. Yeah. That's exactly what you're like putting it to. I think, I think Potomac has probably one of the most standout housewives like storylines continuously over mm. over yep. seasons. We were talking about this. It's one of the only shows that consistently holds a storyline across multiple seasons. Right. These women deliver it every Not single Gate. season. <laughs> All of them know how to do a confessional. Mm-hmm. All of them know that how is to have true. a confrontation. Mm-hmm. You have CDs like Beverly Hills and Jersey and New York. You have people that cannot do this most simple basic part, which is the <laughs> Jules Weinstein. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and even Potomac, Teddy Mellencamp, honestly, yeah, like, Teddy yeah. can't really do one either. No. But then, I mean, even in the newer seasons with Candace, she's delivers. Yeah. Katie Ross can, can deliver. Candace is good in confessional. Fantastic. Like, yeah. She's good. Even though she annoys me. I oh. get, I get it. I also think she sometimes feels like she doesn't, 100% belong with yeah. the rest right. of the group. This but. is so off topic, but have you seen that tweet that's like Candace or like no one, absolutely no one. And it's, and then it's like Candace. And then it's that video of Jenna. Jenna on Rock on singing. Rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Candace is I'm like, no, 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 don't make me sing. Like, oh, sing a few lines. Kills me. Don't make me sing. It's actually, don't make me sing. You're making me sing. Um, yeah, no, I think that, um, Potomac is is really probably one of the first like new franchises to actually like really hit in the last yes. however yep. many years it's been. And I will say that wh- one thing, and then we can really dive in. One thing that I think is really interesting, and and I think kind of separates it from um, a lot of the seasons, you know, the other cities before it, is that it does seem to have this like it kind of it's the same friend group. And so it kind of carries over into seasons and yep. like they're the, it's similar drama, similar feuds. Like even this season, we're still getting Giselle and Karen feuds. Mm-hmm. Like yep. there's, there's never like 
okay, you know, Kyle and, and Dorit are fighting now. Okay, now they're friends. Now yeah. Kyle and blah, blah, blah are fighting. Like, it's it seems to be pretty consistent. And that's, I think, the interesting, like, kind of note about it, where it's like, it feels like these are more authentic friendships than the others. Yeah, right. the same friends are fighting, the same yeah. friends are making up. And like, they're having the same life. issues, which, yeah. honestly, they should probably not be friends anymore, but I'm glad that they're staying well, <laughs> together. Kelsey, my roommate, does the current Potomac season mm-hmm. recaps with me, and she has this, like, theory that, like, before they began, oh, yeah. Karen and Giselle have made this, like, pact with each other, that they're going to be, like, the frenemies and, like, lead the cast. So they have this, basically, arrangement with each other to, like, mm. always be able to make up and always, like, basically be like, we can fight with each other, it but we know it's It feels very real. <laughs> I mean, they are the self-propelling engine of Potomac. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. in an amazing I wouldn't be surprised. Way. Yeah. All right, should we actually introduce these ladies? Yeah, we Let's should do get it. into this. We've talked so much about them. We should say hello and get to know them with their taglines. Camille, you want to start us so, off? I'll start yeah. us off. Word on the street is, I'm the word on the street. No, I'm still the word on the street. <laughs> I'm still season, the word on the street. Season one is, word on the street is that I'm the word on the street. And this one is, word on the street is, I'm still the word on the street. <laughs> oh, and then man. if you remember, season three's was, if you can't handle me being the word on the street, <laughs> then stop listening. When they announced the season four taglines and it was not about the word on the street, I fell into such a deep depression. <laughs> I'm sure you had a crisis. I really did. Because I know how much that meant to you with um, Kyle Richards mentioning yep. her city in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can only imagine how the word on yeah. the street yeah. news. Yeah. All right. Uh, after Giselle, we have Potomac putting me on a pedestal, <laughs> and the view is spectacular. <laughs> Boo! I Karen, love Karen Huger. Karen Huger, the Grand Dom. I know a Dom thing about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Monique Samuels. I may be rough around the edges, but baby, so are diamonds. Fine. Yeah. I love Monique. We're going to get into yeah, it. This is not a good tagline. I know. It's it's like, it shows nothing about her. It shows nothing mm-hmm. about her storyline. Yeah. It's as basic as they come. Mm-hmm. Don't let the green eyes fool you. I'm as real as they come. And you noted this in the comment, but like mm. this is a really specific reference yeah. to Katie Ross was like really mixed race, uh, uh, Biased Shaming, against people who yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. Um, in the previous season, which I think is part of why she was demoted, yeah. honestly. Um, but it was ugly, and like I, I appreciate a housewife who can sort of like talk back in their tagline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Candy Burris's all time great. <laughs> um, Don't mess with the boss, or you, you might, might get, get fired. <laughs> so good. Um, her last season as a full time housewife. <laughs> why cry over spilled milk when you can laugh over champagne? <laughs> I sort of love Sharice. I hated Sharice at the beginning of the season on this rewatch. And I ended, I was like, maybe I love Sharice Jackson. I'm so like, I feel like she is such a push and pull because I agree. I started the season. I was like, ugh, come on. This is so sad. You're such a mess. Like, stop with all of this. Such a mess. This is just embarrassing. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, don't hate you. But I'm also like, not your biggest fan either. I will say, I love that crazy wig she showed up in, in the reunion. <laughs> I was obsessed with that wig. Oh, the blunt, like, I thought she looked fantastic. She was incredible. Okay, the thing is, is, like, I was watching this and I go, and like, I miss Sharice because she's messy as hell and has no issues with it. She's, like, going through a crisis and and is not afraid to, like, fully experience that crisis. Yeah. Which makes a great housewife. It's the opposite of Katie Ross where she just sort of ignores the fact that she's in a crisis and (laughs) charges headlong into it. Comes with with an uneven wig. I'm Katie Ross. (laughs) Okay. 
I've played by Potomac rules, but now it's time to play by my own. No, 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 no. no, no, It's not my fault you guys gave me the two youngest on the cast and the two worst housewives. I I like Oh, that's interesting. I actually think Ashley's a very good housewife. Sorry, housewife tagline. Oh, okay. okay. Ashley's messy as hell, too. I think Ashley's kind of a great housewife, actually. She is, and it's annoying because I really dislike her. I am 100% with you. But she knows how to play the game. Oh, yeah. And also, the, I mean, we'll get into it, but she gave us the marquee moment of the season in that fight with Michael outside of mm-hmm. that sad fucking restaurant. <laughs> and I would debate Monique is another great housewife mm-hmm. who I also love. I like her. I like her. Hey, I'm not saying that I don't like her. What I will say about Ashley that is noteworthy, even though it didn't happen in this season, is that when the whole Michael drama came out, she tried so hard and A for effort to a pivot effort. away from that storyline by giving us going to meet her dad who closed the door yeah. in her face, which honestly is like interesting, but mm. mm-hmm. and then like seen it before the baby <laughs> thing. It's like, ah, uh, she just really worked at it. Like did yeah. everything she could to yep. try and give them more footage somewhere else. And yep. it was failed. But I like that. She, she tried. tried. She tried. She's a hustler. I like that she tried. She's a hustler. I will give she's her that. no LVP. She won't give up when she's down. Nope. Nope. So let's, okay, since we were getting into Monique, let's talk about Monique. Ooh, um, she is <laughs> a duality. She is both she really is. rap extraordinaire and high society queen. <laughs> I think she's my inspiration. Like, this is what <laughs> I want to be in my life. Like, I want to have this duality of, like, cool ass bitch, but also cool ass rich bitch. ass bitch. Here's what, here's what I'll say. I am not usually somebody who hates on somebody for where their money comes from. However, I th- I get why because Giselle has a lot of problems with Monique mm-hmm. all season. Uh, literally, one of the first things Monique says to Giselle is that she owns four homes, which it's like. <laughs> well, because Mo- Monique or Giselle was like, "Oh, do you not own a home?" And she's like, "I own four. You don't have a home. Yeah, yeah I, I have, have four. Home. Homes. I have four. I have four. Um, well, the way okay, sorry, the way just <laughs> the way Monique phrased it." She was like, we're looking for a home. Mm-hmm. She didn't say we're looking for a home in Potomac. She mm-hmm. said, we're looking for a home. I maybe wouldn't have <laughs> said it as bluntly as you don't have a home. But like, I would have been like, oh, how long has your search been going on? Where? Like she invited the, she invited questions. Sure. But anyway, uh, Giselle and Monique have a lot. I'm such a Giselle stand. You it's really are. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, Giselle and Monique have issues all season. And, and Giselle sort of keeps coming back to the idea of like, um, you act a certain way despite the fact that your money is not made by you mm. and i think I, monique's counter to that is a couple different times it's like well your money is your ex-husband's but giselle also never pretends that it's not sure and i think monique sometimes is like well you know i'm part of this world and it's like you've come into this world but remember that like this is contingent on you know alabama as as karen <laughs> does karen call him not all season alabama <laughs> I can't remember who. Oh no! I think it was Giselle. Actually, I think it's Giselle because yeah. Giselle was not give Monique Alabama. Also, Alabama. I have to say, even though I do love Monique, her outfits this season Ooh. are atrocious. The glow up that she had from here yep. to now is, yes. and she's pregnant in this season, right? Yep. Like she's, I'm like blown away because I did not remember her woman. being this. Yeah, I I legitimately kept forgetting that she not because of. Not because it, it was like I was looking at her belly. And it's like, no, yeah, she's not yeah. even showing. Like, she was very no, much yeah. showing. But like, if I just saw her profile or whatever, like she didn't puff up no. in any way, shape, or form. A like, dream. She is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so uh, her hu- husband, who is a former pl- uh, 
coach, player, NFL player, player. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, uh, Robin Dixon's husband was the Charisse's coach. was a coach. Charisse's Robin was, was basketball, right? Robin's Robin husband. and Charisse both had basketball mm-hmm. husbands. Wizards. Juan and. actually played. Uh, and Charisse's husband played apparently for a little while, but now he's a coach or was a coach Former. for the NBA, and now he does like Rutgers or some okay. women's basketball. Shout college. out to the Judy Chase. She is there. Rutgers. <laughs> he's there. She's I hope not. Met. Um, <laughs> they're BFFs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's she's probably among the wealthiest of this group mm. as a result, especially for some things we learn later about one <laughs> one particular housewife. Um, but she like you can tell she's not quite for all of her big talk, she's not quite assimilated yeah. to this scene. Because like there's a lot of Sturm and Drong made of like, oh my god, rapping at high tea, but like yeah. she does like spit full a full 16 bars at that high tea. Hey, and her defense was when you're a performer and you're asked to perform, you perform. She's not wrong. I'm with her. I'm with her there if too. Someone was like, sing, like this is your moment. I have the cameras there. I almost was gonna be a star, but they like she almost got Weinstein. Oop. Do you didn't remember? Do you guys not remember this? No. Who almost got Weinstein? She said she was going to be like a famous oh, oh, rapper. Oh, I was like, oh. well, I thought you meant that she was like the Weinstein no, in some situation. No, and she didn't situation. do it because she yes. was going to have to like basically like like have sex, have sex to, get, to like right. get there. So right. this was her next shot. Right. You know? Good for her. I would love to see the rapping mama, Monique, now come out with an album. Maybe like a baby one, two, three, ABC. She's like, let me teach a baby how to rap with me. I'm it's very good that you're not a rapper. Beat. Okay, but do we think she's good? Yes! I think so. Okay. All right. I mean, not good enough to like have an album, but like as an Housewives anecdote. Good? Yeah, like, Housewives yeah, good. Yeah. Better yes. than friggin' Ashley Darby. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I honestly first think of all, she should have. Coffee and Love is a bop <laughs> among bops. Coffee and Love is best and hot. <laughs> I. I'm obsessed with that song. I hate no. that song more than anything. We actually played it before you came. We <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. To get into the mood. It's so it's horrifying. Important. Um, <laughs> would you have been right there at Pride when she was performing it just like front row? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. With the 12 other people in the audience. Oh. Uh, maybe my favorite thing about Monique is how much her mother-in-law hates her. Oh my God. Okay. Unbelievably. Okay. That scene was insane. Yeah. Um. The thing about this is that I feel like this is like a trope, like in like pop culture and like movies and stuff. Where you're like, oh, the the mother-in-law, yeah. monster-in-law. I've never seen it in real life oh. or on so, camera. So explicitly, a so they're, they're sit, yeah, they're <laughs> sitting at lunch. It's like a big family thing, and like Monique, I will give her credit, keeps trying. Like yes. she does mm-hmm. not like this woman, but she does everything. She keeps, she throws everything at the book. She's a good wife. Literally yeah. every comment follow up is a nasty dig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end, she just says, "I really showed that heifer," which is wild, unbelievable. You know, she reminds me of Candace's mom. Mm. Kind of it's different though. Candace's, Candace's mom, is, mom like is something else. She's also more of a character. This woman wasn't necessarily a character. No. She was just mean. She was mean. Yeah. With a hot mic. Mean. Sorry, I'm just thinking. Oh the yeah. Most, and the most reason when when literally Candace turned around, she's like, "You caught that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you catch yeah. that? Unbelievable." Oh, Potomac, my fourth wall breaking loves. <laughs> um, but yeah, Monique's plot this season, other than the drama she gets into, is primarily just shopping for a home, which she does not move into. But she finally finds the home by the end of the season. Right. Still has not moved into it. It's gorgeous, though. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. By this season, you mean four? Two. 
Oh, oh, okay. I was like, what? No. Yeah, no, yeah. No, the season we're currently dissecting on Housewives. <laughs> We've been jumping around a bunch, but we're actually on season two. No, like, I think that. she's moved in by now because they show it and it's that house, the same house that she has the baby reveal party in yes. for. Yeah, but she doesn't move in until the season three from me. Right, right. Um, but yeah. The baby reveal party. Dun, dun, dun. Oy, oy, oy. Anyway, I guess she has five homes now. Hey, let's boost it up. Let's I make mean, it. Yeah. I have five homes. Yeah, good for you. Uh, yeah, Giselle really hates that. She does not confrontation. Like and then there's another confrontation at hookah because <laughs> fucking Ashley invites them to okay. hookah. Okay, it's 2006. Yeah. Okay. I can't. T- the last time we went to a hookah bar was literally maybe 2012 when I was like a sophomore. Yeah. At LMU. It's very like later years of high school, yeah. early years of college. Like that's when you go. Yeah. And then maybe you get a hookah like when you're 50 and you just like have friends over to sure. smoke no, but, hookah. No, but doing this whole like lounge thing where they're like all dressed up, like it just seems very so weird. dated for me. And bring your own alcohol. I was like, no. No. Oh, that, no. When Monique, I, yes, I will Monique. say this. I like Monique. I do. Don't do this. You got to aerate your own wine. What the hell is that? That's horrifying. I that like, makes me like Heather so uncomfortable. Heather Dubrow is shaking in her boots right now, <laughs> watching Monique Samuels pull out her own freaking aerator and being like, I got to I gotta swirl the wine. I got to yeah, aerate I, it don't right. Don't mess with me and my wines. Like, no one's messing with you and your wines. Okay, Go home. Gotta give my t- like, hat off to her. Like, that's inspiration. Catch me on Housewives in like 2053 pulling out my aeration wine at the hookah bar. Mm. I love that for you. Thank you. So do I. <laughs> uh, but it really does the conflict between her and because they only have like a minor tiff at the yeah. thing. It really hits its peak when uh, Monique has everybody over. So okay, all right. This is one thing that drives me insane about housewife shows. They'll say, um, "Oh, you know, I think I'll just invite everybody out of the goodness of my heart." It's like, no, production is forcing yeah, you yeah, yeah. to invite everybody. Calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Monique has everybody over. Giselle. <laughs> Shows up looking like a Batman villain <laughs> in this cape. For real. It's incredible. Um, with her friend, who's an asshole. Yes, he's like messy and shady as hell. And he's just ready to like, when he confronts, is it, I forget, is it Monique's assistant or like sister? Or? Uh, I think uh, friend. that's friend. Like Former member, they were in the group together. Mm. Okay. Yeah. and he, Which I liked her. I, I liked her. I was I like, really I wanted to see her. more of her. Yeah. Yeah. But I we, liked her more than Monique. Even... He comes at her though. He was very yeah, aggressive. No, he was to aggressive. Her. He was yeah. too much. Um, I think Giselle was definitely being amp. I I think Giselle can be messy, but I think Giselle knows how to be messy without getting caught. Oh yeah. yeah. And he was definitely amping her up to the point of getting caught. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, Monique's entirely right to be like, don't be disrespectful in my home. Yeah. But also the way she does it, where she's like eating food off of a paper plate <laughs> as she confronts Giselle, is low key kind of iconic. <laughs> she's like, I'm still here enjoying my cookout. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. I'm gonna rot you out while I'm literally eating my mac and cheese. Karen Huger and Ray are playing cards in the in the yard or something like. Hey, they're playing spades. It's, I love the idea of the party. See, this is why I like Monique too because I feel like. I feel like she does sometimes has this air when she's out with the woman of trying to be like, oh, like, you know, I'm part of the society. She showed up in Princess Leia ass hair to that <laughs> tie to True. That is true. But she and she did get better as seasons moved on. But I like how real she is. Like, she's like throwing this party and it's like something really fun and relatable. And I feel like I could connect with Monique. See, I could never connect with like a Karen or a Giselle or Robin. God forbid. Sharice. 
heaven help me. But M- Monique, there's something about her. Sharice Icon legend. Um, I'm decided <laughs> to stand. I'm really decided to stand. Heaven's like, and I pray to her every night. But this goes back to, I was re-listening to our, I like to listen to one of our old episodes before our, recording just to sort of like give oh, them a mindset smart. or whatever. Um, so I was re-listening to OC, to season mm-hmm. 10. And we had a really interesting conversation at the time. Well, I thought it was interesting. Um, <laughs> where we talked about that you prefer the women that you can relate to, like yes. Shannon Bedore, and I prefer the women who make for interesting characters, a la Megan King Edmonds. And I think that that works here too where like mm-hmm. yes. I don't relate to Giselle or Karen mm-hmm. but I don't want to relate to Giselle yeah. or Karen whereas with Monique I'm just sort of like when you get that close to relatability it's all of a sudden like I could do this better yeah. like, <laughs> I, maybe it's inspiring for me it's like if Monique can do it if Shannon Bedore can do it I have a chance too <laughs> Shannon Bedore I don't understand the, the I, relatability well, she's real quote unquote I'm gonna be a Shannon Bedore when I'm a parent I'm gonna dress up in a costume every time I go somewhere I'm gonna embarrass my kids I'm gonna get divorced and like pretend that I'm dead and like my You're gonna put intervention n- nine oranges in a bowl. <laughs> it's nine oranges. Is that the new lemon? Lemons. No, when le- oh, when life well, gives you lemons, mm-hmm. put nine. I was thinking orange because OC's thing. Oh, right, is right, right. Orange. That makes sense. I mean, um, she should have done that. Yeah, but yeah. So the fight is basically about Giselle's talking shit. Um, says that Monique talks too much, which not not, not wrong. Not not too. Wrong. Uh, what? I said not wrong. No, no, no. I thought you said wrong. No, I was no, like, no. No, 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 not wrong. Another at all. very relatable moment for me. Just <laughs> word vomit everywhere I go. The um, thing about Monique, I think, is like, I think a lot of housewives do this where they're like nervous. They're coming yeah. into this group. They're established. They have friendships. She has no tie. These other women go back however long, even if it's just they've been on the show together for a year. And um, I think she kind of gets into this like, that that same. I'm trying to think of like another person well, who did this, but we're doing season ten of OC right now, and Kelly Dodd kind of has word vomit with every woman. Yeah, like she's making very like wait, sexual, not ten, eleven, sorry, eleven, eleven. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're doing eleven. Yeah, I would say it's different in the in that Kelly Dodd has word vomit of just trying to like you know Be connect with like, people, yeah. whereas like you know there's been someone and I can't pinpoint it right now, but like someone who comes on and like brags about their wealth and brags about all the things they have. And all the, I was going to say, yeah, to Dana, Dana Pam oh Wilkie, my God, yeah. thank you. Dana, other Pam, people, there's excuse, like, you. excuse me, Pam. <laughs> Dana, Dana Pam excuse Wilkie, um, excuse you. I fuck a lot and I'm okay with it. And I drink a lot and I'm okay with it. <laughs> still a mood. Honestly, Hot Girl Summer distilled in a one There's not an inappropriate time to ever quote her in any way. Um, but yeah, there's like those people who try a little too hard. <laughs> Wait, what? Put Dana Pam Wilkie <laughs> on the hot girl suffering. Oh, shit, Eddie, yes. I'm waiting, oh I'm waiting. Oh <laughs> Honestly, why wasn't she on an old town road? Everybody was on an old town road. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna take my glasses to the old town road. <laughs> I sort of of already missed the era where it was just like, who could be on an old town remix? It could be literally anyone. We're bringing back the holograms, Michael Jackson and Whitney on Old Town Road. I bet we were closer to a Whitney Old Town Road remix than we'd like to. Hey, the only reason they didn't do it was because what's his face came out with the remix beforehand with what was it? Whitney, the Whitney song that just came out. Who was it? Who? Never mind. 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, here's the thing: the music I've taken in this summer has been Ashley O's on a roll from ne- the Netflix series Black Mirror. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, that's, By the way, they're using the bomb. original version now for like this like Gears of War or something like commercial, and they keep playing it on the streaming for Are You the One? And they keep uh, thinking it's Ashley O, and it's actually like Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch yeah. Nails. And I'm like, oh, they got me, but I'm gonna watch this commercial of a video game I'm never gonna yep. get. But I have that. I have Old Town Road. <laughs> I have Hot Girl Summer. And that's and and the musical uh, six about Henry VIII's ex-wives. That's a pop. Have you heard about this? No. Oh my god! So it's literally a staged pop concert where each of them is a member of a girl group, and they all have different. The basically the the contest quote unquote is whoever suffered the worst while married to Henry uh, gets to be the leader of the group. So they sing songs about their things, but they're all different styles. So like, uh, uh, this Jane Seymour is an Adele Sia type. Uh, uh, Anna of Cleves is a uh, Beyonce Nick, or Rihanna Nicki Minaj type. Um, uh, Boleyn girl. Uh, uh, Anne Boleyn is a Avril Lavigne, Lily Allen type. And they like, Oh my sa- God. They like, oh, this sounds re- interesting. This sounds amazing. amazing. The, Wait, what is it called? It's called six. Uh, six. The, the full cast album is on Spotify. <gasps> Highly recommend it. It's all I've been listening to. Oh my um, God. I just figured out what I was saying. Kygo came out with a song with Whitney Houston called higher love. It. It's a remix of her song from her eighties. And it's like, has oh. never been released. It was only released on the Japanese like extension album. So this is the first time. So. Oh my God. Strong super bass being only a bonus track to use. I know. Right. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's super bass was only track? a bonus track here. Okay. All right. We're all, I have to stop tangenting, but um, <laughs> uh, the only reason super bass became popular was because Taylor Swift recommend uh, uh, Taylor Swift asked if she could, uh, perform it because the, the, she was on some radio show and she was like, I need to do like an album cut for this. And they asked her to do a, a rap song. Yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, what? And was like, can we do Super Bass, a bonus track on Nicki Minaj's album? And they were like, oh yeah, sure, we can cue it up. She rapped it perfectly. The clip went viral and her label like rushed to put out a re-release of the, of the normal kidding. version of the album with Super Bass on it. And yeah, no, Super Bass was a bonus track. It should have gone, it was supposed to go nowhere. Nicki Minaj's people are insane. They have no idea what a good song is. It's wild. It's wild. wild. And that wild. is why she is retiring. Um, <laughs> or is she? Anyway. Anyway, yeah. speaking of feuds. Just Find out on Queen Radio this week. Um, so yeah, so just uh, Monique kicks Giselle out of the party, <laughs> which is one of those things that like I totally get why she did it, but it was also an incorrect play in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things because like all of the other women take Giselle's side. They're all outside with her, like hanging out with her, and she's like, "What's going on out here?" <laughs> no, I don't like being fake. Tell me, tell me what's going on. And Robin's like, "Well, we don't want Giselle to go," and mm-hmm. and Giselle's like, "I'll go." And Monique's like, "You should go." And yeah, she's it. like, "I think that's good." Yeah, yeah, um, that is where I would agree with you. Monique is not a good housewife. She is a. She doesn't she, know how to she, navigate the yeah. social. Aspect yeah, she of it. doesn't understand the game aspect yeah, of it. Right. I mean, it's also her first season. But has she gotten demonstrably better? I would maybe argue no. Uh, I don't think she's gotten that much better. I don't think she's gotten that much worse. Sure. She's fine. Is that good? I don't know. She fits. (laughs) I mean, she fits. She's She's, not being Ashley Darby, but... She's my sixth of six on the current cast. I would say, I would agree Maybe I'm just infatuated with Monique. Maybe well, that's listen, just what it is. Well, listen, I sit here fully in my Giselle sandom, so I get it, but no. like... Yeah. I like her as a person. There are a lot of housewives I like as a person, and then I am like, you know what, truthfully, they're not a good housewife. Like, they're just not cutting it. I like Monique. I really do. I think that in this in this current cast, I think she fits because she's kind of a balance. Like, 
I don't know, everyone else is so insane. (laughs) And she will, uh, Candace needs a friend, I guess. And also like, she'll. But aren't they mad at each other in this reunion? Or was that? Probably. Yeah. They were, I remember towards the end of the season, like they had that weird fight at that, like, what was it? It was at the, it was at the, like, the ranch. I, yeah, right, some right, right, weird right. thing where, yeah, where Ash was wearing that weird outfit. Where Monique was like, I'm pregnant, but step to me. I yeah, come yeah you, exactly. Which I was so Just into. Like, okay. Yeah. So like, I like that she's not afraid to like confront people, but she's also in this world of like, I'm a high society woman. Like I throw charity parties, but she's also like, but I'm a start charities. Megan. Yeah. But I'm down to <laughs> earth. Start <Yeah>. charities. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just like, feel like, I feel like our identity is a little unclear. And I think that okay. she even thinks that. And so that's why maybe it's hard for everyone for to, reasons, I think she's I'm very out. polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> I did think, her reunion performance this in season oh, two yeah. was very good. And it was like good. excellent. Address some excellent. The, I think everybody's reunion performance this season mm-hmm. was excellent. It's yeah. one of my favorite reunions. It's fun. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think she addressed a lot of what you're talking about in the reunion where it was sort of like she was more gracious with Giselle than she needed to be. Right. Honestly, I was expecting her to go into that reunion guns blazing yeah. after seeing all the shit Giselle talked about yeah. her in confessionals. But mm-hmm. she was like, no, Giselle and I are cool. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, you get it. You get the yeah. game a little bit better. And you're right. She's not gotten demonstrably worse. But yeah. I just don't think the improvement has been enough to justify keeping her around. I agree. And I also wonder like if she was on a different cast, like maybe she would be better because this is, this is like personality, 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 personality. Even if it's annoying, it is like something where a lot of the times if she's not at an event, I'm like, I didn't even realize she wasn't there. You know, it's like, uh. and Potomac tends to have one of the best fan bases in terms of like, even if they don't personally like all of the Mm -hmm. big personalities, they still admire them for what they do. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people who are like, I can't stand a Giselle, but oh my God, we need her. Like, yeah. or same thing with Karen. Right. Um, or Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, um, that's who how likes, I feel about Ashley. Who likes honest. an Ashley? I don't think yeah. anyone does, but I understand. Not even Michael Darby, 100%. but that's a different story. Who likes him, though? Well, let's let's jump ahead and talk about Ashley Darby real fast. Let's I, do it. I think she's kind of the story of the season yes. at the end of the day. I feel like she she's, kind of always is. She's always the story of the season. Right. She's like, she's just drama. She's drama. Well, and she's self-creating drama. Yeah. She doesn't really oh, fight with yeah. people. Like, she fights with people, but that's not her story. She's like a Duralog. Like, she just <laughs> burns <laughs> <Yeah>. on herself. <laughs> yes! No. She literally just sits there and is like, my restaurant's failing. Oh my god! She's like, and I just want to have a baby, and the restaurant's getting in the way. <laughs> oh. All of her money's tied up in the restaurant. Yeah. Ugh. One of my favorite scenes of this season, full stop, is the scene where they're at the racetrack, and Ashley admits that the restaurant is struggling, and all of the other women are immediately like, "Do we need to post about this on social media? Mm-hmm. Can we host a night? Can we do a mm-hmm. thing?" I was like. Oh, like yeah, it's she, nice. Like they're like yeah. we can do a coyote ugly thing. And yeah, I, like, I would they, have like, loved to see that. Brainstorm. It's so I'm, even I'm, Robin like gives her this whole like these are the things thing, you guys should yeah. do. Like yeah. you need to change up the menu, host like press event, like you know change up the menu, add all these things, and then invite all the press once you've done those changes. And yeah. like 
which is an idea she takes. Very yeah, supportive. She, yeah. No, it reminds me of New York in that way where it's like, yeah, they may have their squabbles yeah. here and there, but like ultimately these women are there for each other. Yeah, exactly. Wow, Bethany. Wow, wow. They yeah. support other women, unlike you. <laughs> yeah. That was also true back in Beverly Hills season two. We talked at the time about the ways in which all those women coming together to support Taylor, Taylor. Right. despite all of their shit was like great. And it's unfortunate that that show, although I think that shows now that LVP is gone, is closer to it. I think there's more potential. Right. I think, yeah, I I'm think, skeptical. I think we're definitely going to see a change. I think maybe this first season might be a little bit rocky to kind of find its footing, but I feel by the season after, by season 11, they're going to kind of maybe hopefully find their little 11s. Good seasons. Nine's good so. seasons. 11s. Yeah. Good yeah. I mean, Interesting. 10's bad seasons. I mean, 10's was the Brooks for yeah. OC's OC. the, OC's the, um, outlier. right. Outlier. Right. Yeah. OC always different though. Right. Because OC, OC might is, have had like well, OC's eleven it, is good too. Yeah, but it might have also like started too early. You know, like like there are certain seasons in OC that I wouldn't I wouldn't even remember if I was like ranking. It also feels like two different shows. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't think about the original five or six no. seasons of OC when I think about OC. The only thing I can remember is um, Joe's like Joe. singing her her Joe Dolorosa. Yeah. yeah, Icon Legend and Slade. Amazing. Yeah, Slade, Gretchen, like early mm-hmm. Gretchen. Like, yeah. yeah, I remember that. It, the show kind of really started with Gretchen. Yeah. Right. Let's be real. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, when we think about Tamara, who are we thinking about with Tamara? We're thinking about... Gina Keo, uh, Sw- Splash in the kind face. Kind of, but <laughs> I more remember your Psychotic Jesus Jugs and That's My Opinion, which are very late season. Yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah. Those are definitely, like, the, the seasons where she found her footing. But yeah. I also do think that her divorcing on camera is, like... Or, like, true. announcing her divorce true. to her husband on camera is... Yeah probably to me one of the best television moments in history and I think that's the only reason that she stayed on I, mean, I think that's probably right yeah yeah. Sheena tried it but she just couldn't you know, hold Sheena, a flame to Sheena, the the problem with Sheena is that she didn't say it in the moment and Sheena's not like a true person like that was the most heat of the moment thing I've ever seen in my entire life I've never seen like I've I have yet to see something that triggering on a reality television show like that authentic and just heartbreaking and also yeah. like I'm on her side like I, the, anyway we'll get to that one day we'll you didn't see Max's heartbroken on are you the one <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I can't even get into it um okay so there's definitely drama between mm-hmm. Ashley and Michael um their opening of Oz the restaurant because <laughs> of course it's fucking called Oz um has taken a major toll on their marriage it's also delayed them having kids which Seems to go back and forth between whether Ashley doesn't want to have kids yeah. and while this is going on and Michael doesn't want to have kids. They like both have a problem with it at different times. Yeah. And then while the other one is having a problem with it, the other, they're like, wait, why is that an issue? I'm like, you literally two episodes were arguing. Yeah, you were the, two episodes ago, you were on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like these two they're can't so figure dysfunctional. out They should not be together. No. I, and they let wouldn't. alone have a kid together. And uh, Well, and that was the whole thing. Like, in this, in this most recent season when like, uh, Ashley's hiding her actual pregnancy, uh, uh, reveal with, from the other women. It's like, yeah. Cause she knows that all of them will say you've just trapped yourself. Yeah. Cause yeah. she has. She has. I mean, we she probably also wants it a little bit. So if she does have to divorce them, she still gets that money. Well, that's exactly what Giselle says in the reunion. She's like, she's like, oh yeah, when the contract's almost up, what was it? Five years? You got to get a baby so you can keep it locked in. Like basically, She's like, she knows. That's all Ashley's in it for. And that's, everyone knows it. You know what's interesting about Potomac that I just realized? These women know each other so well. Mm -hmm. 
So when they the do, when they do call each other out, it is so spot on that it's that it's like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of it feels more authentic, I guess, in that way because we know exactly what's going on. Like, I we'll talk about this obviously sooner, but like when Ashley is when Ashley and Monique and everyone are questioning Robin about what would happen if her kids, you know, grew up, what would happen between her and Juan? It's like, it's an arrangement. Like it's, you know, they want to have a two parent household. It's probably not in it for the long haul. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. She's getting that tattoo now this season. I know. Who knows? Things change. People change. sad tattoo. (laughs) You can't even see it on his finger. Beyonce did it. (laughs) When, When Giselle was like, it's on the inside of the finger. Yeah. <laughs> Bless her. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Ashley and Michael are one of the most dysfunctional housewives couples ever. Like, it's Ugh. Chris and Josh Takeman level. Like, yeah. I think worse. Yeah, I think Takeman's worse. I think Takeman's worse. Really? You forget how awful he is to her in that mm. first season. Like, yeah, he's very diminishing, like, to her and very just like. She cries on camera. Yeah. Like, I'll say this, but actually she didn't cry on camera because of Michael. That's she true. screamed on camera because of Michael. Because that's, that's the big thing. So so as the plot goes on, um, as the fake Outback Steakhouse fails. Failed Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I just okay. don't like understand how many hip- times they she has to find out that people don't want to eat emu. Like, like I mean, why okay. is that a shock? Who goes, oh, I need to, you know what I need to do is open an Australian restaurant. No offense. Like, I'm sure that they have their gems. I had a meat pie that was from Australia. The sure. meat place? The meat pie in downtown? so good. Ooh, they have them so all good. over. Yeah, I'm into it's those so Australian good. meat pies. But- I mean, you know, you can only do so Neon much. Grinder, I'm into those Australian meat pies. <laughs> can only do so much. What are you trying to? What are you trying to do here? Kangaroo sliders was one of the most horrifying combinations. No one's going to ever heard. No you wouldn't try a kangaroo slider. Absolutely not. If it's like a chicken nugget in the shape of a kangaroo, maybe, but sure. not like that, an that's, actual that's what kangaroo. Outback Steakhouse does. Yes. Like that's the kind like, of Australian food that like, are the, so vanilla. No, I would have been out there eating Outback, the emu. Outback is Sizzler, eggs. but it just has an Australian guy in the commercial. <laughs> In like a crocodile Dundee That's outfit. why it succeeds. That's why it is perfect. And that's what people and that's like why I love it out of Oz. Yeah. Bloom well, and onion. I, <laughs> I would have I would have had everything on that menu. I you know the worst. You would have had everything here, on that menu? I would have tried it. I'm very adventurous. I've had like alligator sausage at worst kirsch. I eat it all. Snake. Is that what it is? I don't know how to speak German. I think it's Kirsch Kirsche. Oshkosh You know what? So I would have had Verse that kangaroo. Uh, I don't know. I'm I don't know. I just don't here. know how they're like so shocked that the restaurant didn't work. I mean, it's also no one knows what they're doing. Everyone mm. is basically like does not show up to work. I also because... wonder like what is her role in this restaurant because he like demotes her at the end but, but then it's also like keeping them from having children wait, yeah that weird demotion at the end where he was like yeah. oh yeah we had a conversation while you were out <laughs> and basically you're not going to be having this role anymore but that's good because we need to focus on our love and she's like oh i'm so happy that you made this decision for that, us that was gross and it was also wild that um <sighs> What was I going to say? Oh, the, between commercial break, uh, before commercial break and after, her mind is completely changed on Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, before the commercial break, she's ranting in her, yeah, she's in her confessional. I was about to say DR. I'm in big brother mode. Um, <laughs> and then afterwards, she's like, no, I completely understand. It's like, no. You no. don't. He literally uses her vacation to minimize her. 
It's, it's very grody. weird. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, Karen uses the vacation to diminish her home while, you know, Mr. Darby uses it to diminish his wife. But my thing is, is like, <laughs> he's very weird. To diminish her home? <laughs> I don't know. I was talking about trying to say downsizing. I was trying to make it clever. I'm sorry. Okay. But what I got to say about Darby is that like, I find him like he's almost trying to prove his relationship to everyone else all Darby. the time because he's so insecure in it. Like when she's in there and she kisses him, she's like, oh, I'm not supposed to kiss you in front of like the other employees. He's like, no, I want them to know how like madly in love and like how you can't get enough of me. And I'm like, this dude, if if I've ever seen someone who has a beard, I someone who has a what? A beard. It's oh. Michael Darby. <laughs> I need to know your thoughts on that. Am I am I am I Camila Cabelloing the situation, or is this are these facts? I mean, well, certainly. <laughs> Explain that. Oh, because Sean Mendes. No, but yeah, but how are you, Camila Cabelloing that situation? Oh, yeah. Or am I putting a Camila Cabello spin on the situation? I'm Camila Cabelloing. All right. We'll workshop it, but it's continue. Cam- Camilla Cabelloween. <laughs> maybe I could call it Vanessa Ann Hudgens, which it's called when you like put someone up as a beard. When you claim someone's a beard, you're Vanessa Ann Hudgens. And what? the whole Zac Efron, you know, <laughs> there was all the rumors, High School Musical. Okay, but that turned out to not be true. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that what's happening in the current season is worth... <laughs> Camilla Cabelloween. Is worth discussion. Um, I think it's possible that Michael's just kind of, I hate to call him gay because he's been sexually forward with men. Cause mm-hmm. that's like, I mean, just because you're sexually forward with men does not mean you're gay. We just watched an entire season. Of are you the one? There are so many you sure. know, sexualities on the spectrum. I think maybe he is attracted to men in some aspect, but I don't think that's what his defining and like strongest feeling is. I think he is attracted to women, but at the same time, I feel like he's trying to overprove himself in his masculinity to where he has Ashley like do these things or act these ways, or he does stuff with Ashley to kind of assert this masculinity in the relationship and to like present more masculine for others. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think that's all right. Yeah. I think he really likes the fact that she's so young because he has like authority over her. Well, and also the fact that, so they have a big fight outside Mm -hmm. of the restaurant because she's doing this critics, uh, dinner and uh she's invited the potomac women to it which is dinner uh, uh which uh he decides that he doesn't want the potomac women there but he can't say that during the episode that only comes out mm. the reunion so we don't 100 percent know why he has such a problem with this all of a sudden mm-hmm. but like won't come in to talk about it and is like talking to her on the phone they wind up outside he shoes the camera away they still get it all because ashley's mic'd i don't know what they don't understand about that and um and not after threatening with him, him with divorce, which is the wildest thing that happens. Like, if this restaurant closes, I'm divorcing you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Close your restaurant and our marriage is over. Um, and then <laughs> she says the phrase, you're not my partner. You're a parent. And it's grody. Really grody. Well, I was going to say this is also weird because where are we now in season four? She goes to the therapist and she literally says, I feel like I have two Michaels in my head. I have Michael, my partner and my husband. And then I have Michael 
in the parental sense is my mind too, because I've never had that father. And so I kind of project that onto him, which she goes deep into. And we, that's when we learn more about how she was like abandoned and mm-hmm. like her father blocked her on Facebook and all this stuff. So I mean, for her to have Michael in her life, I kind of get where she feels fulfilled in that mm-hmm. sense, but it's weird to like have it be two years later after this season and her still be so into and accepting and normalized with these feelings. Cause I feel like maybe watching this on camera, I would have been like, Whoa, something's off here. Maybe I should reevaluate. And I mean, we'll get into this at the reunion. They kind of do kind of seem like they're working to kind of reevaluate the relationship in general, because as we come to find out, they are separated um, come the reunion. But I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like, if you had gone through therapy, wouldn't you have already kind of like discussed this and been working to like move it? Or do you think like, I think the issue is that their entire relationship comes down to money. Mm-hmm. You think so? I mean, I, if it was just about Ashley wants nice things or whatever, I would say that she could just move on. But when I found out that it was about the supporting her mom, her mom. yeah, all, that is I was like, so uh, literally weird. Michael's her, entire family's lifeline yeah. like yeah i could see her not really dealing with the issue as a result yeah that makes sense because it's like uh, her mom couldn't find someone to support them so she's found someone to support her and her mom and it's like i'm just gonna take over this role which is like so dark now that i'm like putting it like put it together it's like poor ashley i mean i just want her to be happy i mean now she's got her little her little michael <laughs> little michael darby yeah I just hope it's good for their relationship. I really don't think it is. Having a baby to like save your relationship or to like fix it, like Mm -mm. not a good idea. It's not going to save it. Yeah. Um, Um, Let's wrap this part and talk about Robin and Juan. Okay. It's fairly easy to talk about. (laughs) So their relationship as ever (laughs) is in flux. Because uh, Juan continues to live under the same roof, but he starts to date other women, which Ashley very rudely informs <laughs> Robin of at a party. Um, After she tells everyone else at the party. Yep. Um, Ashley gets under Robin's skin about it a lot. Like, yeah. like keeps being like, I'm going to be the one to offer you relationship advice, which is rich. It's <laughs> um, like, please. Yeah. Like, you know anything. Um, eventually Ashley just, or Robin just shows up at Oz and yells at Ashley. That was crazy. So funny. I think that was great. <laughs> it's I like, her and just are like, we got something to say to you. And yeah. she's like, I'm working. It's like the mob. <laughs> also, we get amazing, uh, confessionals before it where we're like, <laughs> Ashley's like, well, I had so many call outs. So I'm having to work as a waitress. <laughs> It's so good. That's how good of a housewife Ashley Darby is. And then she literally sits up and she's like, "Well, I'm a hardworking single woman here on a." That's why I'm in the front of the house, not in my office. Yeah, yeah. Even though we see her on the floor constantly Mm -hmm. through the entire season, she's literally a hostess. She's front of. She's clearly front of house. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, and as she should be, because what experience does she have? And I oop. But. Okay, the darkest thing is that at one point Juan tells a producer while they think they're off he thinks they're off camera, but he's still on mic, that if not for the kids, he would have left already, which is I don't understand how Robin watched that and didn't immediately go, no. Well, the thing is, and we'll talk about this in the reunion, it sounds like this isn't un, isn't new information, which is like if they are working through this and these are his feelings, 
I'm sure she. It was but that's not working. Shock. But that's not working through it. Mm-mm. I mean, it's also probably a story because he got caught. Mm. Think. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, is like. This is the answer to, I said, like, why do you actually feel that is we've talked about this before? I don't know. My That's thing not is, an like, answer. maybe I want to give them more benefit of the doubt and really make, like, because I do feel like Robin is trying and I do feel like Juan is trying as well. Like, at the reunion, I feel like they're not actually. The reunion broken. is his best moment of the season. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that those two, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a dark moment when it happened for sure. But I feel like a- after the reunion, which we'll get to, I feel a lot more understanding and I guess like accepting of their relationship. But and we're like, still here two years later. Yeah, but the, getting tattoos, I, playing hey, house. Honestly, I'm not knocking them. If it works for them, it works for them. Whatever. But I just don't know if there's like a need for it to be so like mysterious like oh yeah we're we're thinking about getting back together but we're not sure we're thinking about it we're not sure we're thinking about it we're not sure yeah because what is it from our perspective nothing has changed in two years no that's true things may have significantly changed within their relationship but we have no view on that Mm -hmm. yeah we haven't seen that that's true all we see is them kind of being like yeah we live together and we're like thinking about maybe getting back together like full time and then they get a tattoo which just makes her sound delusional Yeah. yeah i just don't know what's wrong with we went through a hard time financially, so now is not the time for us to get divorced or like actually, you know, live in different places. Yep. We we got screwed over by our manager or whatever close friend, lost a bunch of money, and neither of us really are in a position where we can split up. Like yeah. we we're just gonna do it because it makes the most sense. I don't know that that's a bad thing to admit. I no. what I will say is bad is I think it's awful that she goes to a therapist. The therapist gives her very concrete advice and she doesn't do it. Yep. Hey, and those Bermuda boys were literally living for Robin. Oh, they were ready to <laughs> risk it uh-huh. all. <laughs> yeah. Although that one guy was so creepy. In Bermuda. Sorry, Dick Juan Dixon. Yep. <laughs> She's gonna Dick get her Dixon, Dixon in Bermuda. Mm. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about Bermuda <laughs> in our next part because we should wrap up. We oh, should. Yes. Right? Yeah. So we're going to wrap up part one of this two parter of Housewives History. Real. Oh, sorry. Three. Part- Just don't I'm say sorry. the part number. <laughs> I always want to say that. <laughs> You're really ambitious because we literally have not. We were supposed to get all of the non reunion stuff in one part and we yeah, are nowhere close to done. So this is part one. So we're ending part one of our Housewives History for Real Housewives of Potomac. Please make sure that wherever you're listening, you guys are subscribed so you get all the rest that we're going to dish about this season of Potomac, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, (laughs) iTunes, Spotify. If you guys want to follow us on social media, we're hot and bravoed on Instagram and Twitter. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. Kevin, how can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin P. O'Keefe. Camille, how can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Cashmillie if you want. If you want, which you should. (laughs) And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata on Instagram and Twitter. We will see you guys next time. Where we promise we will be more on top. (laughs) (laughs) No promises.